Support for Two Beards, Please is provided by Turnhall Financial Group. In order to better represent their reach to a wider range of communities, Cedarburg Associates has changed its name, but still sees money as a tool, rather than a goal, for serving God, family, and community. Find out more by contacting Turnhall Financial Group at 262-421-5467 or by emailing Turnhall Financial Group, that's T-U-R-N-H-A-L-L, Financial Group at Thrivent.com. Hi, I'm Nate. And I'm Andrew. Welcome to our show, Two Beards, Please. We are two Wisconsin guys with houses full of women. Which sounded better when we were in our 20s. We're both married with two daughters each, and we'll be getting together to talk about life, tell stories, and try to make each other laugh. And hopefully, you too. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Two Beards, Please. This is number 44. We've done this 44 times now, Andrew. <laughs> is it? Is this like truly 44, or it's... is this like... Yes. 44th official episode, and then there were a couple of, like, no. unofficial episodes. No, this is the 44th This is number episode. 44. I went back, and I think I renumbered everything, but yeah, this is episode wow. number 44. That's a lot. For this episode, we have some visitors. The, the beards are going back to the movies. This going time we've got movies. guests. Yes. Yeah. So why don't you uh, introduce our guests here, Andrew? So we have the boys from uh, Can We Still Be Friends? Nate Goss and Ryan Ebling. Hi. And uh, these fine gentlemen have a podcast where they discuss in great detail one movie every episode. Um, you can find them uh, at canwestillbefriends.net. So, Andrew, you and Ryan are friends that go back before podcasting, correct? Yeah, we've yeah, been friends yeah. for probably, probably 14, 15 years. 14 or 15 years. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So, as riveting as this history is, um, <laughs> it gets better. It gets better. The only reason we bring it up is because they may call you by a different name than right. I do. Which yeah, I don't know probably why, a good but thing, because I call he you... Was... Yeah, you call you don't you call me a lot of things I'll have that we to bleep can't say it there, out. Yeah, right. So. so the job I had okay. at the time we met, I they called me Drew for whatever reason, and so I met you as Drew, and you and our friend group all called me Drew, and then by proxy, Nate from Can We Still Be Friends calls me Drew because I'm assuming that's all you refer to me as. Yeah, that's all I know. That's all yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for the purposes of uh, this yeah. podcast, I will be most likely re- referenced to as Drew or. <laughs> so we've got ryan drew head nate g and nate c which is going to be real confusing because we've got two nates on the show too so yeah, i'll probably yeah. just say nate and let you guys battle it out and see perfect <laughs> so let's yeah. get into the topic for this month we are going to talk about the movies i mentioned that up front here we're going to stick with a theme it's going to be a little different for you guys because we're not digging into one specific movie what Andrew and I did when we had our business meeting last week, we talked through the list of holiday movies that we landed on together as what we consider to be the top 10 holiday yep. movies of all times. Yep. We're going to go through that from 10 to 1, and we're each going to name which one are, falls within that number. These guys, the, the movie aficionados, are going to drop in with basically whatever they want and make fun of us or what's Basically, the word they're going to be the brains of this operation. Yeah, yes. be the Perfect, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> that's, that's what happens when we usually yeah. have guests. As we, yeah, usually, the brains, yeah, that's usually... We're the, we're the goofballs. <laughs> Can I uh, can I ask cuz this is a this is a synthesis of a list. This isn't both of your lists, right? This is so how did you come to this agreement? Yeah, what so was we, the criteria? So we we wrote down a bunch of titles and then we we narrowed it down to 10 we could agree on and yes. 
and then we were supposed to rank them personally, one through ten, which of course I didn't do because I'd never prep for the show. Yeah, no, why would you? Um, right, and then, <laughs> and then Beard One over here, Nate Beard One, usually does all the work, and I just you know laugh a lot and act like an idiot. So that's right, what yeah. we'll continue to I've, do. Uh, today. Yeah, I, I see your dynamic. I've never seen. I've, <laughs> I haven't watched your podcast when you when you used to post those. I see. I see the frustration growing. <laughs> yeah, this is my life. Yeah. <laughs> This has been my life for what thirty some years now. 40, yeah. At least forty four episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so right. was it like? Was Wait. it stuff like how much you watch them? Uh, like, do you want to? We talk didn't us go that some deep. Of the we didn't go that just, deep. We just just kinda, here's a Christmas movie. We, I just uh, it's, it's kind of I think we're we're blown away because this is not something we could do. I think is agree on, <laughs> agree on a, a, list. a list. Well, right. here's here's how this ranked started. in everything. So, yeah. Right. So we did a movie episode before. Yes. Right. And the beardies episode. The beardies. And if you haven't and... listened to that episode, <laughs> stop right now and go back yeah. and listen to that episode. We'll we'll wait for you. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> so um basically the last time Nate came up with this completely insane idea of having like multiple categories not and multiple insane. movies for mul- like, you know, what is your favorite animated we movie and what beard- is your favorite and I'm like, you know, how do you possibly narrow down We did the beardies I mean, an award show. Yeah. Right. You got to have multiple and he, categories. And Andrew right. didn't so like my categories. So I just started categories. drinking beer and just started throwing things out there on my list and <laughs> Oh, I listened to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought it went okay. Um <laughs> And so Nate told me that I had to come up with a list this time cuz I made so much fun of him last time and of course I didn't. Um he did. And so here we are again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, starting with number 10, these are Andrew and my top 10 list of holiday movies. Right. What do you have at number 10? Um, well, just looking at the list now for the first time since we talked I, about I it. I hate you. I'm going to fire you. <laughs> I'm going to put number 10 as Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Yeah. All right, all, right. all right. I don't have any reason why, because um, I don't like it as much as the other nine. I mean, is my is my... All right, well, what's your number 10? You're wrong. My, um, I know. My, my number 10 is It's a Wonderful Life. I know that one is kind of well, your... your you're, you're saying It's a Wonderful Life is barely scraping into this list, is what we're for saying. For me. And yeah. we've just lost you, like you. 30% and I know, of our, our listeners. No, I don't think so. I know it's a classic <laughs> movie, and I know a lot of people love it, but I have I think I've seen it once. And I went by, okay, which of these movies, so this is coming back to the criteria, which of these movies has made a personal impact on me? Which of these movies do I watch regularly or more than, than, than once? And this is one where I watched it once and never d- wanted to watch it again. Hmm. So for me, that's number ten. But because you, it's a, right. because it's a classic, and Andrew has a story it. tied to it, I put it in the top ten. <laughs> Do you remember anything about it? What, how old were you when you watched it the first time? I don't. Let remember. Let me ask was, another question. <laughs> yeah, I was probably probably a kid. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably not really a kid sure. movie. Uh, I can understand. Isn't that, that the one where the guy? dies and he's kind of showing his life or is that a miracle on 34th street no yeah, he wants that's to die or he, he jumps off the bridge and the angel saves him and shows him how yeah. much people well, miss him or whatever something along those lines yeah yep shows him a life that would be if he were never there right basically. yeah okay 
And it's a feel yeah. good story, Nate. Yeah. Feel good story. I imagine what my life would be like if you weren't here, Andrew. Good. I know, it'd be glorious, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> we're, we're trying, trying to keep right, people so alive here. Nate you, Nate, you would watch that movie over and over yeah. and over. It'd be like one beard, please. So not quite as fun, but, so, you know, whatever. Why Christmas Carol at 10? I've got it ranked much higher, obviously, but. I just, it's not memorable to me. It just doesn't, I don't, it's not something that I watched over and over. So you don't have like a version of Christmas Carol that stands out to you? Nope. Because I think, uh, interestingly. In fact, when you asked the, when you, whoever asked the question on the group tweet this morning, which Christmas Carol were you referring to? (laughs) I said, I was like, I didn't answer because I don't Um, even remember all the versions that there are. (laughs) So, so, so here's a, here's a question I have is how do you, how do you generally feel about the, the Dickens tale as it is, you know, because then then it gets kind of filtered through all these different adaptations. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, for me, this is, this is one of the all time classics and, I don't know that I've necessarily seen a movie version of it all that often, but I have seen it in the theater several times. Sure. And it's one of those where it it just doesn't get old. I mean, they switch it up a little bit here and there, but it pretty much is uh, faithful to the Dickens adaptation in theater anyway. Because interestingly, Nate and I would probably put a version of The Christmas Carol up at the top for Hmm. us. For us, it would be though Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes, <laughs> sure, absolutely. And I mean, if we're gonna I, I just plug think the past book was that, better, you know, I mean, let's be honest. See, have, I, you, I, have you seen Muppet Christmas Carol? No, I haven't. Not if that you, version. Oh, okay. It's, if there's one thing we can do on this podcast, yeah, one thing at all. This is why we're here. <laughs> Adding the Muppet Christmas Carol. It's an honorable mention. Yep. Because it um, didn't. It didn't make the top ten list. Uh, I guess oh it did. I guess it, it did, did with the Christmas Carol. So. All right, let's it wouldn't move be a, All right, yeah, if anybody, number, okay, yeah, sorry. Number nine. Let's move on. Number nine. <laughs> All right. What did Go you ahead, put? Man. Oh, you want me to go? Okay. Yeah. Number nine, I put Home Alone. Yeah, my, yeah Home Alone's in my bottom five, but I put Scrooged. Scrooged. <laughs> number nine. I, for some reason, I thought Home Alone would be a number nine movie. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's there for me. But I think that might just be because it hasn't been a movie that I've watched since childhood. Is that something that you watch? Sure. More frequently, you guys? Um, my wife likes that movie, so we watch it pretty regularly. And when I say I watch it, I mean I'm somewhere in the vicinity of it when it's playing um, on a pretty regular basis. I put it a little higher because it's become sort of a cultural reference in a lot of other places, right? So the, you know, the... Sl- oh, sorry, I just hit my microphone and just screw the audio all up. But, you know, the <laughs> slapping of the face with the... And the it's, paint cans. It's, that, that sla- yeah. There's a couple slappings of the face, so we're talking well, about sure. the paint can slapping yeah, of the face, right? Yeah. And the aftershave, you know, and yeah. and all that. And there's just been a lot of it's permeated all kinds of different cultural aspects, music and other movies, and great score by John Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so, music. Yeah, um, it's just become a cultural icon, and a lot of things in the '80s have started, I think, to become more cultural icons yeah. that I would have maybe dismissed 15 years ago that I'm maybe relearning a so little that, bit. So that, that's that, why I put it a little bit higher. That's I why this, at, I put it at seven for me, not at nine. But See, that's that. See, okay, so Spoiler. we had that it completely flipped. So I had Scrooged at seven, Home right. Alone at nine. Uh, again, like you said, Home Alone has a definite cultural impact and there's uh, uh, pop culture uh, I, I don't know if you'd call it pop culture now, but it's kind of that uh, retro vibe yeah. that everybody, it, 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 held, it held legs. It's got good legs I, under it. It's still relevant. It's still current. It's it's one of those movies that even though it's an older movie, it's aged fairly well. 
I yeah, and I I would say it's a movie that if I'm talking to someone of around my age group, I can quote even one of the most obscure lines from that movie, and they will know exactly <laughs> right. what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, it is would, it is like baked into my psyche. I yeah. think. Like yeah. everybody it happened. It happened the other day. I was at work, and someone was talking about how they spoke French, and I was like, I don't really know any French. All I know is you're what the French call les compétents, and like they just knew exactly what I was talking about. You know? like, I think everybody has a, like an obscure Home Alone. Like yes. there's one moment that they'll always remember, and they think nobody else does. Yeah. And uh, and yeah. I think for me, I think that came out, was that 91 or 92? 90. 90. Okay. I think I was a, the exact same age as uh, Macaulay Culkin is eight in that movie, I think. Hmm. Mm-hmm. See, and this I is why was... you guys are brought in for the smart guy stuff. I would have never <laughs> known they came out. In and I think I was eight or nine, you know. So it was, for me, it was like definitely like this is this this movie was made for me. Yeah, yeah. right. And I don't yep. know. I don't know if Home Alone set like if it was the first movie to have that vibe. You know that like nineties. Late '80s, sure. early '90s vibe, you know that that score. I think there's sort of like a, kind of like a a, a misty filming of the house from mm-hmm. the outside. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. You just that movie. Even if you aren't, like, you could just listen to it or just watch it with the sound off, and you'd still feel you that like Christmas thing. And so again, I don't know if it just kind of captured all of it that was happening at the time, or if it was the first one to kind of do that. But that sure. movie just that feels like Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, too, like when you're that if you're if you're relatively that age, when you first kind of and when you encounter that movie, it gets empowering for kids, too. Right. So, like, not only does he get left home alone, but he, like, doesn't freak out. You know, he buys the fabric soft. Yeah. yeah, right. 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 <laughs> and let's let's be honest. Any movie or any Christmas movie that has Joe Pesci in it deserves to be in the top 10. Right. There That's yeah. true. Uh, and 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 I've been watching a lot of Schitt's Creek lately yeah, and Catherine, Catherine O'Hara. O'Hara. You know, yeah. it's just, that was my exposure to her before, best before I got into any Christopher Guest stuff, you know. So, yeah, it was, um, you know, I think a lot of the cast, even you as you grow older, if you watch that when you're a kid. Yep. The adult cast doesn't mean a whole lot to you because you're just reading right. Macaulay Culkin. And then as you get older, you're like, oh, the adult cast is great on this. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And now you look at Macaulay Culkin and he's look like he's had a pretty <laughs> rough time of it. So He's hanging in there. He's I hope. Right. Yeah, he does seem to have kind of turned the yeah, corner. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's very funny, though. If You you don't have Twitter, but he's he's got some pretty funny stuff out there in Twitter. All right, let's him. move on. Let's move on. Number Number eight. eight. What do you have at number um, eight there? Chad? So I had uh, just the holiday classic TV specials. So <laughs> we kind of grouped them all together. Just Ross Eckert, Charlie Brown, um, Grinch. We just Star Wars, Ewok, Christmas special. Yeah, we, yeah, everything that isn't main See, stream release. We can I can together. I can I throw something in here that's going to blow your mind? Yeah, because one of because one of my favorite TV specials actually is the disney version of a christmas carol oh yeah with scrooge mcduck so yeah that's i don't don't know what you do with that yeah well i group it into a lump under christmas carol (laughs) so when when we were talking about the holiday classic tv specials this is the list we came up with those frosty rudolph the grinch and then the charlie brown christmas and thanksgiving so that's what i would consider to be the the big four really i mean they've had there have been some other ones that have kind of been tacked on with those over the years but those are the big four that go back to when i was a kid you know back in the 70s late 70s early 80s i remember watching i mean these have been on for years and there's actually been some controversy now with some of this like i think the charlie brown specifically 
where mm-hmm. it moved over to Apple now, Apple TV. Yeah. And yeah. I know they're Came making the it world. free, but you know, that, that was something that was, it was free for mm. everybody to watch. It was on, you know, regular TV. You planned events around that. There, mm-hmm. this, this yeah. has made such an impact on my life. I actually put this at number three. I don't know why you put it at Ooh. number eight. Mm. Well, cause we're opposite and I'm right. And you're That's dumb. Why. All right. Well, um, the good so news is it, it does Apple, have one of, one of the did, best lines or most quoted lines in my household is, I want to be a dentist. Um, <laughs> oh, what a, Rudolph? Yeah, from Rudolph. Yeah, it comes up all for... the time in my house. I don't so know why. It just, I've got this whole some... house, house full of dentists. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some good news. If you didn't hear this, Apple did uh, agree to show the Charlie Brown holiday specials on PBS. Oh, so those are going to be on network TV. It's going to be on PBS now this year. So so we need to make sure that everybody is listening to our podcast, spread the news, have all your friends listen to our podcast and that the, the Charlie Brown stuff's going to be on PBS. Yep. This will be out by then. I I think (laughs) maybe not the Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So my number eight was planes, trains and automobiles. Oh, see, that's, it's ridiculous. What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See, so you're that, your choices. That, that's a thanksgiving that's a thanksgiving movie it is a thanksgiving it's the only thanksgiving movie really yeah. that made the the list other than the yeah. charlie brown which was included in the holiday tv classics so mm-hmm. so let me just say i i think this i'm guessing you you won't have a two-day turnaround because the charlie brown thanksgiving is going to be on november 22nd on pbs yeah i'm gonna have um, to cut that out this is this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, december 13th december 13th is the christmas we'll be out by then right yeah this episode's coming out december 1st so plan Perfect. your calendar charlie brown christmas on pbs december 13th, december 13th. yep so i have you, plans trans and automobiles at number two Whoa. 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 All That's right. Well, really we, high. We, will, we will get there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to round this back around to home alone. Cause I'm pretty sure they use the same home. I thought oh. so too. I thought the so home too. Alone wow. Home I think is the same home that they're using, uh, huh. for the I'm shots. Almost in certain. Yeah. I, oh, I, I, Nate and I both watched this movie this week. Yeah. Um, in preparation, we do prepare yeah. <laughs> quite a mountains of research, just mountains. Mount, yeah. yeah. That's I haven't, I haven't been to work since we agreed yeah. to do this uh, episode. <laughs> so yeah, this one is definitely a classic and it's a classic comedy and, you know, John Candy and Steve Martin. Yeah. They're, they're, they're amazing. And it's, you know, the, those aren't pillows is probably the, the, yeah. the yeah. <laughs> one of the most quotable quotes that yeah. I remember from the movie. Yeah. Uh, but, it was one for me that again. It was where I watched it maybe once or twice, and I never really found rewatch value. Yeah, in it's it not. It's myself. not in your canon of no. holiday yeah, movies. Yeah, it's not something I watch all the time. I do feel like there are people for whom this movie is like a staple, and it yeah. never was for me. I'm I'm like you. I've only seen it a couple times, but I I was really struck by how really funny mm-hmm. uh, it is, and um. It made me remember. I just haven't seen much John Candy recently. Right. Yeah. Um, he was a really, really unique talent. Yeah. yeah. He was in Home Alone. He had a yeah, the Polka yeah, King yeah, in the Midwest. The King. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Polka yeah. King. He's yeah. from, uh, did a lot of shows in uh, Sheboygan. Sheboygan, yeah. yeah. Sheboygan, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, I, I actually, I had only seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles once before rewatching it a hmm. little, uh, for, this episode, for this episode. And, um, you know, just like you, Ryan, I was really just struck by John Candy in that movie. I just kind of forgot how fun he can make. He can just make anything funny. He he doesn't have to like have. Well, I mean, he, he yeah. can just be him, and it's hilarious. He you know? he he does a lot of his stuff. It was not scripted. 
uh, it was improv. And he, he kind of grew up mm-hmm. doing improv work as well. I think he was part of Second City, maybe. Right, I don't remember yeah. exactly. But so the, for Home Alone, the whole thing in Home Alone, that was made up. He did made that up on the spot. Hmm. And I'm assuming for planes, trains, and automobiles, that was probably very similar. So, Yeah. Well, I mean, and yeah, and he and Catherine O'Hara would have known each other from uh, sure. the same Second kind of City. troupe. Yeah. yeah. And I got to give yeah. I got to give Steve Martin some credit in that movie, too, because one thing I realized watching it again is how good he is at letting John Candy kind of yes. take the jokes like he knows when to just sort of be the straight man, you know, right. Um, and Steve Martin doesn't always have to be the straight man. We know that, you know. Right, he's, right. He's such... It did make me miss not straight man Steve. You Martin. wanted more zany. Like, Steve I really Martin. like yeah. zany Steve Martin. Well, yeah. So now that we're talking about this, I'm probably going to need to give this another watch here. Maybe <laughs> yep, we'll get it yep. in this this holiday season, <laughs> since uh, we're not really going anywhere for Thanksgiving. Maybe I'll add this to the list. Yeah. The, the thing I love about it is it from when I saw it, it was sort of that first movie that had. Like the for me the thing that's striking is the balance between like just pure silliness like yeah. slapstick crazy <laughs> comedy and then like really smart comedy mm-hmm. right it's not just all like Happy Gilmore right you know type of just slapstick but it's not it's not dark comedy by any mm-hmm. means right but it's really smart comedy mixed in and so you know when I was younger I got sort of lost in that those aren't pillows type of comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But then as I got older, I started realizing more of like the really smart jokes and it just sort of took on a whole new life for me as a movie. So I, yeah. that's why I put it so high. I actually right. think that that hotel scene that you talk about, you know, that whole piece could just be a study in comedy oh, in, yeah. in, in every way, because you've got the great performances, but you've also got the way that the camera brings out the humor the way he steps on those bath towels oh my gosh <laughs> and the way he pulls the tiny towel off yeah. the rack yeah it's so it's oh it, my it, gosh and, and then the way john candy uh like clears his sinuses <laughs> yes that, i'm cracking right. up so hard thinking you about it but it's also just the way that they sort of pace that out like yeah it, it just builds it, the yeah, annoyance it's... builds and builds and builds perfectly you know until they snap yep yeah <laughs> and how right. you can keep laughing at john candy and sympathize with steve martin is yes. pretty is pretty remarkable and yep. i i don't know i maybe i feel like the ending could be really cheesy and maybe on another day i would think it was kind of cheesy sure. i i think it works though like yep. when he goes back to him even though i was thinking i'm like there's no way he would get like the train wouldn't loop him around that cr- whatever <laughs> but um logistically this just doesn't yeah, work i'm i'm out too, I'm out. too many plot holes <laughs> but I, I like it just I, I, it, it worked for me i, I don't yeah. know all right, agree. let's move on. All right. Yeah, sorry. We're no, no worries. We're about this that's, all night. That's <laughs> I'll bust in when we need to. What are we? What are we on now? We are on number seven. 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 That, well, that's where I had Home Alone, and you had Scrooge, right? Right. This is where I had Scrooge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we talked about Home Alone, but we haven't talked about Scrooge. Nate, right. uh, my Nate, I know you don't like this movie. I don't. I do not like this movie at all. See, this is yeah. this is my favorite alternative version of Christmas Carol. So I've got Christmas Carol. Yeah, six. you did I know sneak Andrew it in there. Talked that at number ten, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I put Scrooged at right after Christmas Carol. So, Bill f- Murray, man, right? Yeah. <laughs> I there, mean, okay, is... all right, but I mean, I'll beep that out. <laughs> is it? I, I maybe that's what I don't. I don't like. I did not grow up with this movie. In fact, sure. it was one I had to catch up with. So I watched it like way later. Like I had basically seen every other Bill Murray thing I had seen and then watched Scrooged. And I, I feel like 
I don't know that I feel this is really Bill Murray at his best. Yeah, I don't. I think it was more the movie itself for me. I think it by the I felt like by the end it was just going so off the rails that I I almost just lost interest in it. Wow, um, but yeah. that's just me. You know? See, for me, the ending is incredible. Like I <laughs> I remember I didn't hang with the whole movie. Like I think it does some weird stuff mm-hmm. uh, that I'm not totally on board with. But I am with Bill Murray the whole time, and I genuinely got choked up when he kind of makes his final like. I get it speech, you know, like his yeah. turn as Scrooge for me worked. Mm. And I didn't watch it as a kid either. I watched it for the first time, probably in the last like six years. Okay. This is another one where I haven't watched it recently, uh, but this is another one I'm going to re-add to my list because uh, it did make the top 10 for me for sure. And obviously higher than what Dingleberry put it. True. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Number six, I said I had uh, Christmas Carol. What would you put at number six? I had White Christmas. Oh, I hate you. Well, that's been established. <laughs> so I, 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 uh, I mean, I should just shut up. I have not seen all of White Christmas, and I feel like that makes me un-American or something. That's unfortunate. Yeah, a little bit. So White I Christmas think... for me made number two on the list. Wow. Whoa. White White Christmas for my family is literally an every year tradition. We hmm. watch it with the girls, my daughters, my wife, and I. We all sit down every year. We make time to watch this movie. Uh, hmm. The girls know, you know they, they've got the sisters routine kind of down to the T where the, they'll <laughs> sing along to the song. But yeah, it's it's something that we we watch every year sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas. We find a weekend where we watch it on a Saturday or Sunday. And it's just it's a family tradition movie for us. That's why it ranks so high. Number two. Hmm. Yeah, I think for me, it just hasn't been that. So, I mean, I've seen it, you know, probably more than once. But it's not really something that resonates continually with me year after year. You know, we do It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Every year. We're and not this one. So the other the other piece probably... the other piece of it for me is that my grandfather, that was his favorite music. Bing Crosby is Danny it Danny Kay? Danny Kay. Yeah. So that era of singers, yeah. that Bing Crosby was his favorite singer of all time. That's something for me, another sentimental piece of it to the movie. Sure. Is having that connection with my grandfather as I'm watching this movie. And that's always going to be something I think with holiday movies is yep. there's this kind of thing that you couldn't talk somebody out of. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Let's move on. Number five. What do you have at number five? Uh, are you, are oh, you, right. well, hang on, hang on, Drew. Are you actually creating a list or are you just waiting to see what Nate says and then <laughs> no, picking I've something gone, that's going to be. I've gone first a couple of times. I got yeah, we're, go, we're going back and okay. forth. He, he did okay. tell me on White Christmas, so. I mean, I did prepare four and a half minutes ago, oh, that's but right. yeah. I did prepare. Let's, okay. You know, let's okay. just get that established. So number five, number five for me is you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Christmas oh. story. Ooh, I never heard well, of that. Well, that's my number four. I have, I have It's a Wonderful Life at five. Okay, so it's and it's I have close. Christmas Story at four, so it's close. I don't know how much Nate and I can talk about Christmas Story. Um, it's a sensitive. It's a sensitive. That topic. was oh, that was one that got guys. Was that our first? Friends? Was that our first Christmas episode? It was. Yeah. Oh really? And yeah. it's so if actually, you have, listeners, if you haven't heard that one yet, not, I, go I, back I, and listen to it now. Uh, I actually maybe don't. I, no, it's, I would yeah. not. It go, is. Go go listen to our Muppet Christmas Carol. Listen one. to Muppet Christmas Carol. I mean, okay. so. <laughs> the if if I can <laughs> interject a little bit here, we, yeah, sorry. So the the conceit, the the concept of our our podcast as it started was that we would talk about movies that we disagree on yeah. and try to kind of like just talk it out because that had been the nature of our friendship. Sure, we had like felt like we we gained a lot of like 
insight by hearing out the other person. So this one and was I, almost the end of the friendship? This one was <laughs> the end of that concept pretty much for the podcast. Because I I don't know what happened, but it got ugly between us. A little bit. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, I think it, 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 and it, I think it actually gets back to what we were talking about earlier about how these holiday movies really do hold these places in our hearts, uh, yeah. and people get very passionate about them. You know, for me, it's one of those that it might even be right near the top for me yeah. because it's just what I grew up with, and it's a movie that I've always loved, and I've watched it. I've made a point to watch it every single year. Yeah, and, and Ryan hates it. This is a movie I've, he, I, and I, not only I, you, I cannot, you despise. I it. hate this movie. <laughs> so it, it's just when you get like, but at a level, but at a level that Nate, uh, uh, like the hatred. I have for it is so like I need to go to therapy to talk about it and that's part of why we don't why we don't tell people to listen to that episode because I genuinely think that I say things that are like uh you should not be working those out in this situation <laughs> But All right, I'm going back to find this one. Yeah, I'm, go well, ahead. Yeah, it's it's out there. We, haven't, we haven't taken it down. And then on my end, so, I felt so like we were just... It's, it's irrational oh. hatred, basically, is where you're at. Irrational? Yeah. No, I mean, I have very strong reasons. They're just like childhood <laughs> trauma reasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so were you Ralphie? Were you the little brother? You got dumped in the snow? Were you... I, what I have it always had I, I don't I don't I identify with every character who's being humiliated in this movie and I okay. feel like this is a movie of humiliation. It's like humiliation porn. Just like <laughs> like let's just Aww. watch people get the world I, I like you're gonna get me riled up. Yeah, you? we can't, we can't. But seriously, like that episode, That's the Nate one and I... I were so drained and like <laughs> rattled by it that we stopped doing that. We stopped like, saying we're gonna we're yeah. gonna we're gonna pick movies that we disagree on. Like so anyway, that's not to say we never disagree. Still, no, right? But, no, but you don't you don't intentionally no, pick we don't, movies. no, we don't. We, we don't seek it out. Yeah, we can't and and, and uh, I would say the other thing that I don't like about listening back on that episode of ours is that you know I don't feel like I I feel like we've got enough episodes under our belt now. I could have defended or at least talked about it in a in a more positive way than I did. So. I just like I just enjoy the movie. It's it's got a lot of classic one liners and yeah. My youngest daughter wanted a BB gun, so I ended up getting her the Red Rider for Christmas last year. <laughs> Very nice. So. She got both for me, eyes it's, still. It's a, it, for me, I think it's the same as um, Nate, where there's like these just memories attached to it. So, like, I remember being a kid and watching it, not to like go down some path that Ryan went down where, where I need more therapy, but like, I remember my parents being divorced and like me at my dad's apartment watching that movie and like, feeling like it was a little bit like maybe my mom wouldn't want me to watch this movie mm. you know like with the yeah. leg lamps it was a little bit like little Ooh, don't tell mom we're watching this at dad's <laughs> house you know and you know my younger brother would watch it and so it just has a lot of again like these sort of not necessarily even like good memories but just like mm -hmm. strong memories attached to it I think that's and what makes the movie work is that it's there's so well, it's a movie about that it's a movie about right. nostalgia so it's about memory and what I and I don't want to I don't want to rehash this at all, but I think I've, <laughs> I, I've seriously meditated on this for years sure. since we've had this conversation. And if I had to very succinctly put <laughs> like over like what I really like about it, what I really couldn't have put to words as a kid was 
this was a movie that in, a, in its own way was pretty subversive because it was taking this Norman Rockwell romanticized mm-hmm. sort of like idea of like Christmas. That's even the time period is what we tend to like classic Coca-Cola yep. Santa, like, you know, yep. just that Norman Rockwell Christmas. But then it subverts it by just constant disappointment. Like it really that's a gritty. disappointing image, you know, it really gritties so, it and, up. It definitely and, does for sure. But it's ultimately, I think saved by little touches of grace, like yep. tons of them. Like you've got scenes where like the mom and dad, you know, I mean the, the mom and the dad's kind of a hard ass to his kids the whole time. And also kind of a bit of a buffoon, but, and the mom is just feels like she's overworked in the house. And, but then by the end, there's just these touch of like them sitting on the couch, looking out the window with the Christmas tree. You've got like the brother Ralphie and them are always slapping each other around, and they're, they're, the brother it's the that brother relationship was mine and my brother's. Yeah, brother, right? yeah absolutely. And, and that father son relationship was yep. me and my dad. You yep. know, and and it was a town in Indiana, which was where I grew up. So you know, there was a lot going on there. But like, it, it's like these little touches of grace. He finally beats up the bully, yeah. and the mom sees him. And there's the grace of her letting that news easy to the dad. You know, or yeah. Ralphie. Mm-hmm. I'm blanking on the younger kid's name, the brother. The younger brother is the one that sees the fighting and knows to go get his mom. And the, yeah, the right. movie takes the time to show these scenes, you know. Yeah. And it I, needs to because otherwise, like Ryan's, it would just be a brutal, traumatizing <laughs> movie, I think, if it wasn't well, saved, at least for me, just for yeah, me. With yeah. Agree to disagree, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. then I think uh, for me, it's it's got some of the more, like I said, some of the classic lines and Lines that live on. I mean, who hasn't said every time they see a package, Fragile must be Italian. Yeah. <laughs> or you'll shoot right. your eye out. Yeah. Or, yeah. So I see the tendons in Ryan's necks uh, kind of getting all <laughs> tense there. So l- let's move on to the next one. I've, Number- I've had my Vietnam with that movie. <laughs> 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 All right, Andrew, number four. What do you got? Number four. Well, my number four was Christmas Story. Okay. Oh, so let's talk about it some more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is where I dropped in Christmas Vacation. Mm. Okay. This, yeah, That's my number three. <laughs> well, we're very close again. Good. Yeah. So this is another one of those movies that, like, you know, when I was a kid, you know, when I first saw it, it was sort of like... I felt a little like I was sneaking around seeing it. Of course, yeah. I saw it at my dad's house. You know, he was much, much <laughs> less strict in his censorship of movies for my brother and I than my mom was. And then it just, you know, again, the classic lines and the classic performances and and the series, right? I mean, it's part of this series of movies that I really loved. But then it 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 always had some connection. Someone in your friend group always, somebody else, at least one other person in the friend group, always loved this movie to a point where they could quote all the lines. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was always inside. So then you had someone to have an inside joke with, right? If you were part of a group and not every, you know, you always had at least that one person you could always like rely on, you know, or elbow <laughs> when you had some, something funny. And so you can tell you've really, got a kindred spirit. You've got, yeah, you've got an always, ally. In the no room, matter yeah. what group you're in, you could always find at least one kindred spirit around this movie. So I it, just really love this movie. Is this peak Chevy Chase? I think it oh, has I, to be. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think so. so. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. I uh this is one of the other movies that I make a point to watch every single mm-hmm. year. It fills yeah, a very same. specific void because I think a lot of these other movies we're talking about, they do have that holiday like warmth sugary sappiness yeah. to it and this one just hits that other nerve that really doesn't, doesn't have it and i love that right. about it i love mm-hmm. that it's just a funny movie about that that takes place during christmas and is yep. sort of about christmas and i think and, i and think everybody can a, relate to the family situation yep, too yep. To, to an extent 
And I find every year that it's different things that make me laugh. Like, you know, uh, there's the, there's the typical stuff, obviously that everyone kind of sees the, the visual imagery of, you know, and, um, but for me, like, you know, every year I feel like the Todd and Margot relationship just gets funnier <laughs> because yeah. it's, that's what, those are the lines that we quote that are like the, the secondary lines that you have yep, to kind right. of be a fan to know, like about the carpet being wet. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> So this movie has taken on more significance for me in, in my life over the last couple of years. This was my father-in-law's favorite Christmas movie as well. And he passed away you know, two years ago now, it's been. And um, his favorite scene, and this is a memory that my wife has, she saw this in the theater with her dad. They they had the scene with the saucer with the sled going down the hill. Mm-hmm. And she said he during that scene, he laughed the hardest she's ever seen him laugh. <laughs> and I mean, it was just like he was crying. He was laughing so hard in the theater. Yeah. And so what I did was I found online they've got these christmas villages i don't know if you guys have seen seen them but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um they've actually got a christmas vacation themed christmas village so i got her the shack that chevy chase yeah. goes through on the, on the movie <laughs> nice. but it, it shows him on the sled in the air flying down the hill so that i got her that for christmas last year so i think there's something really special to something that makes your parents laugh mm-hmm. yeah. that like you'll always remember mm-hmm. that yep. thing that made your dad laugh as hard as you've ever seen him laugh or whatever. And no matter what, that is going to be like yep. locked in somewhere in your heart. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So you put that at number three. I put number I three, the holiday TV specials. Um, okay. Now we're at number at, two. At number two, I had planes, trains, and automobiles. So we talked about oh, that's that. Right. Number two. And then I've got White Christmas at number two. Okay, Holy so. cow. You guys have the same number one? Yeah. Oh yeah, this is pretty <laughs> and easy. And it's the and it's the super controversial one. It's, you guys have talked about this, haven't you? We have. Yeah, there yeah, there yeah, are yeah. two types of people in this world. Yeah. Those who think <laughs> Die Hard is a Christmas movie and those who are wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember like I've listened to I listened to a lot of your guys' episodes, but I don't remember where you guys fell on the Die Hard controversy. I we, can't we remember. We had a guest on we that. We did, one. yeah. You did. That's right. Yeah, and this is how he put it. I remember this because I thought it was pretty funny. He said, uh the kind of people who who talk about Die Hard being a Christmas movie are the kind of people that wear Converse All Stars to prom, and he's yep. like, and I was the kid that wore Converse yeah. All Stars to prom. <laughs> that was Evan Mather. Really yeah, 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 definitely. Again, it's one of those classics. You just can't convince me that it's not a Christmas movie. It happens at Christmas. Granted, it's not the main theme of it, but <laughs> done come on. and done. It's it's the only. <laughs> Christmas Thanks for coming, action. guys. It's yeah, unconvincible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I can see merit to if you like it as a movie and not if you don't if you if see, you discuss it, it as a movie outside of Christmas, I think that's fine as long as you acknowledge that it's a Christmas movie. Well, here's the inverse of that that I want to ask <laughs> to people who think this is a Christmas movie: is yes. um, would you still feel good watching it when it's not Christmas time? That's a great question. Because I feel like most of these other movies, I have no interest in watching unless it's Christmas time. Right. Would you say that about Die Hard? Um, and that's not a requirement, by the way. No. For it to be a probably, Christmas movie. I just think it's, uh, let's call it a thought experiment. Yeah. Probably I, not. So I, I don't know that I like it 
is not enough to watch it not around Christmas. <laughs> so you really do associate this with Christmas. Yeah, though. I mean, I watch yeah. this every year because it's Christmas. I don't have much of a desire to watch it outside <laughs> of Christmas, although I do like it and I like the classic lines and I it was the first sort of action movie that I remember really getting into and I remember not even thinking about it as a Christmas movie until later in life. So, so does that, does but that tell you something? Well, it tells me that I, I was it tells me that I was you were in the dark for a long time. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing: I I, <laughs> I think Die Hard as a Christmas movie started as a joke and a, almost like a meme, where you know, right. it, it's kind of a one of those social uprisings where people decided somebody made a joke about it and people started latching onto that joke. I was one of those that latched onto the joke because I completely agree that it is a Christmas movie. I would not watch it outside of Christmas. I don't think I would anymore at this point either. Yeah, I just, I I associate it with Christmas because that's the only time. I watch it along with It's a Wonderful Life and, you know, (laughs) Uh, Strange and Automobiles. It's a Wonderful Life. It's a a real double feature. Yeah, it's a real double feature. (laughs) I think we we did it. We we did it. It was a December episode. It was. It was a holiday episode for us. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, other than that, I had I hadn't ever, and I don't think I have since watched Die Hard at Christmas or but any I, other time. No, yeah, yeah, I've seen it other times. I, I wouldn't die on this hill. I, if you want right. to say it's a Christmas sure. movie, go <laughs> ahead. Sure. Like because then where it, would you die? Come on, yeah. he's dying on the. Uh, on the if you don't stand for anything, for sure. you'll fall for everything. Um, I would die hard on this hill. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, nice one. Just kidding. I actually wouldn't, but yeah. It's not Christmas um, until you see Hans Gruber fall from the Nakatomi Plaza. I oh. will say, is this the best villain in a Christmas movie? Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely. Wow, you didn't have to think about better it. Better than Joe Pesci? No, uh, it, seriously, yes. It's completely well, was, better. Different than Joe Better Pesci. than the Grinch? Joe, Joe Pesci is one of the kind of lovable, bumbling idiots trying to break into a kid's house. Hans yeah. Gruber, Probably just trying not to say the F word the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying not to have a casino like throw back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, better than Kevin Bacon name. in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Making that was such a funny cameo. <laughs> you know, I'm not. It's not a hill I'm willing to die hard on either. I don't think. Um, <laughs> it works. It works every time. Right. <laughs> but I can't. Couldn't make that joke otherwise. So yeah. for the sake of the podcast, I'm going with it. <laughs> I well, there's probably also you know two types of people. Ones that are going to associate walking on broken glass with Daniel Stern <laughs> sure. in uh, Home yep. Alone, yeah. and others who are yep. talking about uh, Bruce Willis Bruce walking Willis. on glass right. barefoot yep. in yeah. Die Hard. It's interesting. I. I'm sure a part of this is, you know, your ages and stuff, but mm-hmm. a lot of these movies are 87 to 90, you know, like yeah. Scrooged, Planes, Trains, Automobiles, Die Hard, Christmas Vacation, Home Alone. When was Christmas Story? Was that a little bit earlier in the 80s? It's like 83. So, oh, yeah, so that's this right. is, like for me, this was like but, but eight, middle, but, middle school, uh-huh. early high school, right? Mm-hmm. And so this was sort of a time when I was developing some freedom to rent movies, you know, yeah. at Blockbuster, like mm-hmm. went to Blockbuster three days a week, man. <laughs> Isn't that I remember... nuts how much we went to video stores? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I always rented them on my mom's card and our Blockbuster video used to put up like the top rentals of the month. And my mom's name was on the top of that list for months and months and months. <laughs> well, that's a badge so, of honor. I man. mean, right. Add that right. to Wikipedia. So, <laughs> 
It's um yeah, it's I mean it's no wonder that that's when movies became influential too. I think you kind of nailed it. Like to me, these all of these sort of signify video store culture. Yeah. I, yeah. All of these, yeah. I have a very particular image of them on VHS exactly. in the box. Yeah. 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 Yep. At certain times, with a little grain in them. <laughs> yeah. you know, like. But I also think that there was a quality attention paid to holiday yes. movies at the time. Yep. That people yeah. were actually doing new things it's not just that we cling to these movies because i don't think that every generation has this it was the golden era of holiday movies yeah it really was (laughs) and i i i I don't know why that is is it i I mean you had john hughes kind of working in there like chevy chase bill murray is it because we don't have those kind of comedy actors as much well, anymore, I wonder if or... it's the if it's that golden age of like Second City, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, because a lot of these movies are of that genre as well. Well, right? you got to remember at that point these guys already have had a career in place in the late yeah. '80s, early '90s, and most of them had kind of a free pass to do some do things want, that right? I don't think you could put another per- another actor in Scrooge and have it work like Bill Murray yeah. did. Right. Same with planes, trains, and automobiles. John Candy and Steve Martin. You you can't. Sure. I I don't know how you'd cast that any differently. Same with Christmas Vacation. Well, yeah, and I think yeah. I think yeah. you're right. You kind of have to have a core group of people that that kind of shepherd these holiday movies in their era. I'm trying to just. This is my mediocre film buff kind of tracing history, but I'm thinking like you kind of. At least for me, the earliest I go is probably It's a Wonderful Life. Sure. And that's Capra. And that movie was not a hit in its time, anyways. Right. Like yep. it didn't even become a hit till it was televised. So I, you right. know, I don't think you had a lot of holiday movies other than that, which I think you could even argue is kind of barely even a holiday movie, really. I mean, it it, right. it, it hits the holidays more at the end. And then you kind of have like you, you do have that era of Bing, you know, like yeah, you got Holiday the Inn 50s. and White Christmas. And I think they kind of carried that torch through what 50s, maybe some of the 60s. I would I say 50s, yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. don't know. I think like there's a big gap there. I, I can yeah. name any holiday movies from the 60s or 70s, and then you get to the 80s. And it's even late 80s because Christmas Story is 83, but that was not a hit. That was an anomaly. Yeah, that, right. That, right. that, that one right. took a lot of time to gain steam. So, you know, I, well, I really do think there is something to be said for that sort of Chicago, you know, Second yep. City, John Hughes. There's and, and there's something about Christmas time in Chicago, to be honest, you know, that maybe sure. that was something that sort of resonated with a lot of these this sort of cast yeah. and, they all, and they all kind of took it in their own directions and created this kind of golden age of holiday movies. Yeah. I so mean, what, aside from miracle on 34th street and then some Christmas Carol adaptations along the way, yeah. there wasn't much original Christmas right. storytelling. A lot, a lot in TV though. Cause we talked so, about the holiday specials. And oh, yeah, those, right, those, right. those tended to be yeah. from the sixties. Uh, yeah. That's exactly so. what I was going to say is those came out in the sixties. That was kind of the small screen, mm-hmm. you know, resurgence just shortly right after the Korean war. You know, that time frame, I think Rudolph was 64. Yeah, something like that. And then the rest were kind of right around that time frame as well. Yeah, I don't think it was like a, it, it just wasn't taken seriously. That's why it was on right. TV, not in movies. Right, right, yeah. right, right. And then now I feel like what you get is... Um, Hallmark. You get Hallmark, yeah. but you also, you get you get a hit every now and then. Because I, I noticed that we don't have Elf on this list. And uh, it was that, it was on the original list and then got about, dropped. Yeah. Well, we don't even we're not even big fans of that. movie. No, we did that we one did a couple one, years yeah. ago. And but that one is yeah, now I, I think considered kind of a Christmas classic. And even that one had its yep. become one. Yeah. Like, that one became sure. it, it would like nod to the Rudolph holiday yep. special. Yep. It became almost like referential, you know. But even that same sort of formula was Will Ferrell as a fairly you know bankable 
yep. comedy actor. Not right. quite at height, but he was, you know, Saturday Night Live. Sure. Yeah, post-Saturday Night Live type yeah. activities, yep. So I think that after this kind of golden age, I think holiday movies, by and large, with maybe the exception of Elf, really started to move towards the rom-com kind of yeah. genre, yeah. whether it was Hallmark with the yeah. that's just not even com- that's not comedy that's just romance yeah. and right. then there and then right. but you did have like the holiday and love actually yep. and these movies right. that in the that you the get aughts? some other that that other was? things yeah. that other things to throw in there like jingle all the way and the santa claus movies and right right uh, <laughs> bad santa yeah so i mean but none of those made the no. top 10 for us so no and one thing i think about most of the movies on our top 10 is like there's always something some semblance of like reaching out for the truth of the people that are watching it right so everybody can relate to getting their stung their tongue stuck to a frozen pole or everybody can relate to like like we have a friend josh who like spends enough on electricity during the month of december to like you know, seriously the he the, is clark you know, 2.0 it's, it's insane Guys, right so if you haven't seen... there's this element of like yeah. every person has some yeah. relatable aspect to these movies and i don't know if the rom-com christmas no. movies of today they're just too far-fetched, right? They're the ideal, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to fall in love with their best friend who, you know, or whatever, yeah. or, you know, go, you know, does a house swap and goes over to Ireland in this little house and finds the person they love and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But, like, you know, it's not reality. I, I think right? you're right. So even I, movies like Christmas Story and, you know, they all have this sort of reality to them, and I don't even, see that in modern Christmas movies. I think you're right. Even though it's exaggerated, uh, obviously for the film effect, is right. is that that reality kind of gives these legs that other holiday movies don't have. Or there's the, have there been any have there been any holiday movies in the past two or three years that have caught the attention? Well, it's hard anyone? to say because holiday movies, like we were saying, they always they're they, delayed. Yeah, right? it takes some yeah. time, yeah. and they, I, they don't become that until it's gotten time sure. to work in your rotation. You know, sure. I I think already, even though I don't, you know, and that's the thing is these holiday movies. When you go back, I would say most of them got pretty mixed to negative reviews yeah right yeah. yeah like for instance roger ebert hated home alone hated it <laughs> yeah so we, we talk about ebert a lot but he's not you know but i think you could go through the whole list i mean i was sure. looking at I, w- I just pulled up white christmas it's got like a 56 on metacritic you know so like <laughs> yeah I, yeah and, and that's white christmas we would consider that like a classic you know and so i think even now you you can't even really tell what's going to be the hit because i sure. think it's it's whatever the kids are watching now even if we think it sucks is what i would say <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, right. And, yeah. and, and 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 i would say right now like honestly like we took our boys got twin boys last year i think or two years ago whenever that new grinch came out yeah and, and i thought it yeah. sucked but like all them kids have seen that movie all of <laughs> yeah, them yeah. so that's gonna be the classic whether we like it or not right <laughs> i'll tell you that I, I teach high school and my kid and my high school kids love jim carrey's grinch mm. really that's like they they well, I, I t- i've never seen it and they cannot believe it really yeah that's that, that was when they were their kids that was when yeah. Was yeah. Man, been when younger yeah yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Nate, so you were going to say. I've seen parts of it and I didn't want to watch it. Yeah, I didn't anymore. Either. You know? <laughs> but then I'm old and stupid, so that's probably that why. Is... Where's, where's the bell? <laughs> hey! <laughs> Thinking about it, let me just say I, it, it might be simpler why the golden age of Christmas movies ended because in 1992, humanity reached the pinnacle with Muppet Christmas Carol. Well, oh, yes. <laughs> And beyond that, there's just That's no, it. no, no What, are, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Michael Caine sure. as Ebenezer Scrooge, Kermit <laughs> yeah. the Frog okay. as Bob Cratchit? I mean, you, you just can't beat it. Uh, music it. by Paul Williams? Come on. <laughs> Come on. 
So and everything after that's just been a then a sorry it's attempt just to been, try to it's just been well, yeah. I mean, hey, they can try. Spin, spinning our wheels. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. we do we do have some hope. We do have some hope because you mentioned Home Alone and apparently there's a reboot of that in the making with Macaulay Culkin. I've I've seen him tweet about this. <laughs> And I don't as know, the kid again? Not, oh, yeah, what's he going to be kid. like, oh, I'm so scared. No, I don't <laughs> think as a kid, but um, oh, this, there, there may be something coming, alone and coming down them? the pipe here. Hopefully we can we cross our fingers and hope so. Does anyone not. remember that show, The Critic, with Jay Sherman? as like John Love. It's like a Simpsons yes. uh, spinoff yes. anime. And, and they, I remember Jay Sherman, which is voiced by John Lovitz, reviewed Home Alone 23. <laughs> and it was... <laughs> And it was just a scene of a like stubble-bearded Macaulay Culkin running out of his house and like slapping his face and with like a deep voice yelling. He's... If this happens, is John Lovett still alive? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen he him is. for years. He is. But uh, I think that that sketch needs to come back if uh, definitely uh, if Macaulay Culkin if this happens. The... Yeah, yeah. He, he brings back dust off. So. Well, we are kind of at the end of our time here. We'd like to thank you guys for, for joining yeah. us. Thanks for having let's, us. Yeah, this let's, has been great. Let's Remind give you, everybody where they can find you. Give, give you a show plug. The internet. Can On we the still internet. be friends? Yeah. What's that thing? The interweb? <laughs> yeah, can we still be friends.net? You can uh, find our archives there. We're on most podcast much platforms. Yeah. So wherever yep. you're finding this, if you're using a podcast app, you can find Can We Still Be Friends. Um, our Instagram is uh, Can We Still Be Friends Pod. And just to keep you on your toes, our Facebook is Can We Still Be Friends Podcast. You can find our stuff, uh, including links to listen in all of our social medias. If you're listening, you probably don't need this, but yep. on our website, twobeardsplease.com. And yep. we want to we're drop the, them our socials. We're on the social media. We're on Facebook and uh, Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. The talk. Whoa, you guys are on we're, TikTok? Yeah, I mean, we're pretty hip. I mean, you know, you got to step up your is game. That your ch- is that your children's influence? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> we're on the TikTok. I'm kind of addicted now. Yeah, really? Nate's addicted to the TikTok. At Two beards, please. All, All you don't need to remember beards, anything please, different right? for ours, unlike some um, other shows. I know you guys have a phone number, right? <laughs> we do. Where your listeners no, can you're, call. No, you're putting us on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. We can, we can, we can edit out the pause yeah. as you look it up. I think I got this. I think I got this. You got it. You All should. Right, get it. We're, we're 87 episodes in, so we should. <laughs> we should have it. <laughs> I have to look it up every time. Uh, yeah, the, no. the number is uh, 847-306-9532. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Leave a message. Yeah. Sure. And what's our number, Nate? Our number is for two beards, please. 262-345-7076. Hold on while I get the crayon out of my nose. What is it? One more time. (laughs) 262-345-7076. Leave a message. Shoot us a text. You better be funny because we might put you on the air. Be funny. Next time, we have some listener feedback that we received on the people winning stuff. We actually have a couple really good stories. So Great. Uh, we'll save that and, for next time. And I'll... any story from Josh, we have to bleep half of it out. So no, nothing fun. nothing from him at this okay, point. Good. Although I think he's getting tired of being tagged in our uh, well, our posts here. That's what makes it funny. <laughs> so. All, right. All right. Thanks, guys. It thanks was a great time. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Be and nice to each other. Yeah. Listeners. Happy holidays. Happy, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. Wash your hands. Happy New Year. Yeah. Wear a mask. Socially distance. Socially distance. And be nice to each other for crying out loud. Yeah. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Later. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Bye.
Support for Two Beards, Please is provided by Turnhall Financial Group. In order to better represent their reach to a wider range of communities, Cedarburg Associates has changed its name, but still sees money as a tool, rather than a goal, for serving God, family, and community. Find out more by contacting Turnhall Financial Group at 262-421-5467 or by emailing Turnhall Financial Group, that's T-U-R-N-H-A-L-L, Financial Group at Thrivent.com. That was a Titan Cast episode.